Good isn't good enough when greatness is in your grasp. Every single person has a talent. I don't care who you are and say, I don't have any talents. Like you have a talent, whether it's spoken word, whether it's art, whether it's athletic, you have a talent. And being good at that isn't good enough because there's greatness in your grasp. Hey, this is Trey Johnson, CEO and founder of Trade.com. And if you want to start being intentional with your free time to discover your true purpose and potential, then you should be listening to the Free Time Podcast with my good friend, Carl Sona. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. What's up, everybody? It's Carl Sonner, your host of the Free Time Podcast, and I'm bringing you another special one. Um, today, I'm so excited to be joined by my good homie, Trey Johnson, sitting right across from me in my kitchen. Trey, what's up, man? What's good, man? Yo, thank you for coming on the show, bro. You and I connected very, very randomly, like four or five months ago, out here in Denver at Snooze Cafe. Uh, I remember like I was sitting having a business meeting with my with my partner Kayla and you came to wait on us and something about your energy was just like on point and I'm not just talking like nice small talk I'm talking like something that actually transcended like the words and you know your hospitality and like your you know top-notch service and if I had to put that in like one word bro it would be like radiance like you just like exude this energy man like with the way you speak the way you move that just has this intentionality to sort of pierce through like the ecosphere and just like really like touch you at a higher level, man. So I just said to myself, I remember saying to Kayla, like, I'm gonna be friends with that dude. Like that's something I, I gotta know. So I just wanted to acknowledge you on that. Man, I appreciate it. Well, I told I told you off camera and on camera, that's like top 10, high key, low key, like best conference ever got. So yeah. man, I, I know I'm reaching the people and I'm reaching you, but I think you're super dope too. And I know I told you too, like make me a better person, obviously. And you I always strive to like, you know, every time we have a conversation, it's great energy. So yeah, And that's one thing, man. The energy needs to be like dialed in. I feel like so many of us are just having conversations that are just like so empty. What's on your Instagram? Or lackluster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's on your Instagram? What do you drive? <laughs> I watched a show last night on Netflix. <laughs> and that's funny because like that's the stuff that like keeps people feeling like 
insecure in like conversations or like it keeps people feeling like anxious. You know, like you hear people talking about social anxiety. Like I never even knew what that was up until like this like sort of modern era. And I think it really comes from, you know, people being like 10 steps ahead in their mind about where the conversation needs to go without just kind of being present and where they are. So I'm curious, man, like, how do you just like stay present? Like, I want to get into your background, but before we get there, like, how do you just manage to show up with like just that authentic energy? Number one, you got to disconnect. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. If your social media is lit all day, you're not really taking the time with yourself to really touch the people. Mm-hmm. So I say, number one, disconnect. Like, it's no shame right now. And we talked about it, man. I'm busting it right now. I'm neighborhood Trey. Like, I'm yeah. busting it light rolling. Take your headphones out for 30 seconds and see what's going on around you. Look around. That's number one. And then number two, address the elephants in the room. I think small talk is made for people who don't really want to talk about the real stuff going on. Yeah. And like once you address like the real stuff going on, like it's, you know, there's a lot of power in your truth and living your truth. And I think like, do you remember the movie Eight Mile? Yeah, man. Okay, okay, okay. So remember when B-Rabbit, was that his name? B-Rabbit. Yeah, B-Rabbit. I ain't seen it in like a minute. But remember like when he did his little rap battle and he started saying everything about himself that they was going to come at him about. And, like, he really took hold of his truth. Yeah. So he, he owned it. He owned his truth. So, like, when you take you take ownership of anything, it changes everything. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So. And there's so much power there. You know what I mean? There's so much power there. So give us some background, man. Like, how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? You know, kind of just take us from, like, Trey around, like, five to seven years old to, like, Trey today, you know, in as much detail as you want to go into. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Man, it's, my story's not a secret to anybody. I'll tell anybody. But. I was born right here in Aurora, Colorado at Rose Hospital, like I said before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. Rose over there off of yeah. like, like, like East 9th or yeah. so. So what you don't know about Rose is only real ones are born at Rose. Okay. You got to be a real one. You know what I'm saying? If I love you, it. They, they look at you, they do your blood before your mama comes in there, but oh, he's a real one. He can be born at Rose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's number one. My mother, unfortunately, who passed away, she was addicted to crack cocaine, so we didn't have a relationship at all. So my early years, pretty much all my years up until my like late teens, I was in Sacramento, California with my cousins. And they were good people, but it's different when you're not with your people, obviously. And that's... Did you feel like a black sheep? I mean, obviously they're your people, they're your family, but they're not your immediate core. I would say I felt like a black sheep, but also I felt like they was going through their own things. So like anytime, like it's crazy because like as kids, we think like, oh, our parents, they're just parents. But like, yo, like they got their own lives and like their own battles that they dealing with, too. And I think they did the best they could. But like they wasn't really equipped to raise a kid that had so much trauma, man. That was like a real one, too. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying so like you got to remember, like my mom at this point was a crackhead, never had a relationship with her. I was told my father, he didn't want nothing to do with me. Like, I I was told he didn't want anything to do with me. You know, I didn't really get a huge relationship with him until I was 19. And, like, we're amazing now. Like, he actually lives in Aurora. So, like, we're super close now. But, like, growing up, like, you could imagine thinking, like, oh, like, nobody wants me. That's tough. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I spent a lot of time alone. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I had a lot of acquaintances because, like, I could, you know, play sports and I was, like, a cool guy. But I grew up in Sacramento. When I was 18, I moved to Philadelphia. And I was rocking out there with my people's cousins out there, obviously. I went to Lincoln University, first HBCU. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. If y'all don't know where that's at, y'all need to Google it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I went out there and quick reference, there's a J. Cole album called Four Sale Drive. And Lincoln University was like my four sail drive because that's when I started to realize, oh, like everything's possible. Like there's all these black people doing these things. Not to say that there was other black people doing stuff in Sacramento or even in Aurora. I was in Colorado for like 
two years, but yeah. neither here nor there. But like, I started really meeting my friends and my brothers, and I saw that oh, we can all make this happen, and that's kind of how I came up. And you know, I'm here. I'm here. To, I'm here. I'm here with you today. That's what's up, man. I love that. I love that. So let's go back to like you know, you getting ready to go to Lincoln. Yeah. Was that a pretty like clear cut decision for you? Or is that something like, like athletic scholarship or like, why did you choose to go there? So I got athletic scholarships from other places actually. Okay. And I wasn't really, you know, my, my cousins, they just want to be gone for real. Like to be honest with you, they just want to like, yo, this kid got to get up out of here. So I wasn't really helped in the process of like understanding like scholarships, loans, oh, private wow. institutions, yeah, old racks, bro. That's old. a big undertaking too, man. I yeah. mean, I remember like filling out like FAFSA, like like that whole oh, yeah, process yeah. can just feel like yeah. a freaking crazy conundrum. Yeah. So you you had that entire cross to carry yourself. Exactly, and I wasn't really helped with that situation, but I knew that I couldn't live with them in Sacramento. Like that's that just wasn't a no go for me. Um, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Like I would have been fine. I could have got made things happen. Right. But when you're eighteen, man, seventeen, eighteen, you just feel like yo. I'm trapped. I need, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really feel like you can make things happen on your own. So I just knew that I wanted to get up out of here. And my, my god brother who, and my cousin, his, his mom's actually my godmom. He was going out to Lincoln. And I was like, man, we're going to rock. We're just going to go out to Lincoln. And we're going to do it. So That's yeah. what's up. That's yeah. what's up, man. So I'm always so fascinated by this like, concept of like nature versus nurture. Right. You know what I mean? And like how... The environment that you're in potentially shapes who you become yeah. versus, you know, your innate qualities that you're born with. One of the things that stands out to me is like this like resilient mentality that you have, especially that given, you know, your background where pops wasn't around, mom passed away at a very early age. It's so easy, I would imagine, to just feel as though, you know, your environment is stacked up against you. So I'm just curious, man, like, how did you sort through, like, some of those initial traumas, right? Right. And, and how they helped you today? Because I think it's always important to, like, look at things that have happened to you and, and kind of tease out, like, why they were there for you, like, how they actually serve you. So if you can talk about that, that'd be great. Man, that's a great question. I think, number one, like, I'm naturally just a defensive guy. Like, I'm super-duper sensitive, super-duper okay. defensive. So, like, I think naturally, like, when those things happened to me, I was, like, on the defensive. Like, oh, like, no, nah, you're not going to touch me. Like, Floyd Mayweather defense. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, nah, I can. And I, I still take that to this day. Like, when something bad happens, I'm like, excuse my language, but like, yo, fuck it. Like, we're going to deal with this. Like, we're going to handle this. Like, so I think I was just naturally that kid. Like, I was never the that kid. That was your nature. Yeah, like, I was never the kid. Like, I wasn't, like, a cool kid. And, like, I definitely got bullied, for sure. But, because, like, when you live in the hood, you're going to get bullied. Or you're going to be the bully. Pick one. But, <laughs> you know, but, like, I was kind of that kid that, like, at a certain point, it was like, okay, like, what's up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bet. Like, let's, <laughs> let's address this. You know what I mean? So I think that's, like, number one. And I think number two, I just, from an early age, I had, like, a really, like, big frame of reference. Like, because I had stuff that I was going through, but, like, there was people around me that had it worse than me. So I was like, yo, like, for real, this is a blessing. So I need to come here with gratitude wow. and be thankful. Because, like, not to say, like, my life was great or sweet, but, like, I know kids for sure and people I was around who had it worse. Like, I never went to bed hungry, you know what I mean? I never felt like, you know... I didn't know where I always had a bed, you know what I mean? I always, I might, it might be three to a room, might be four to a room, you know what I mean? I always had running water, you know what I'm saying? It might not be hot water, you know what I'm saying? But like, I never really struggled with those things. So I always was tried to have gratitude because I know it could be worse. 
But then number two, like, I think it's just, like, naturally, I'm, like, super duper, like, you know this, like, I tell you, like, I'm super sensitive, like, super defensive, like, what you mean? Like, what, what are you trying to say? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Reading so, between the lines. Yeah. So I think that's just a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting, man. I mean, like, that concept of gratitude that you brought up and, and having, like, a perspective that, like, goes beyond your own narrow lens yeah. is such a power because, you know, in today's world, especially with all the access we have to what other people's lives look like, quote unquote, right? Yeah. In, in quotes, it's so easy to like, just get like caught into this mental warp. Like, man, I'm really not doing shit. I'm really not like killing it the way other people are. And you just start feeling self-pity, right? And then the victim mentality comes in and then you're latching onto like old emotions from things in the past that are keeping you from moving forward. But to what you described, it sounds like you were actually able to pull yourself out of your situation and be like, all right, man, like, we don't have to deal, but like, look at other people dealing. So now you feel less alone. That's facts. That's facts. We talked about this, though. Like, I wrecked my car, so I'm busting it right now. Yeah. But I guarantee you, how I feel about myself right now, I don't feel any better or worse about myself if I, I would have drove over here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel any better or worse if I was driving a Honda Civic or a Benz. Like, that's not going to make my brothers and, like, the people that I love love me more. I don't think our friendship's going to be any better. Right. You know what I mean? Dude, like, that, That's so important, bro. You know, I'm doing this 75 hard challenge. I got back late from a flight. I had to get my outdoor workout in, so I was like, you know what? It's cold. Let me just go to Wash Park and loop that a couple of times. That'll be 45 minutes. And I'm looking at all these beautiful homes. Like, yeah. wow, man. Like, I wonder what it'd be like, you know? Like, one day I would love to end up on a block like this. And then something, like, occurred to me. And it was like, the man or the woman in that house is no more happy than I am. No. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's great to have those aspirations to look at things that you don't really have and say, like, you know, wonder what it'd be like. But to assign a level of happiness to those things or to put those things or those individuals that have those things on a pedestal because you're not there, I think that's, like, the ultimate trap. Yeah, it's not it, It's not the end-all, be-all. Like, that's what I always try to, like... We, we talked about it over breakfast on Monday. Like, these things are great. Like, the things that we want, material things are amazing, but we need to realize, like, what they're for. They're a tool, man. Like, if you're looking for happiness, if you think that's going to make you happy... Bro, you got you need to really search inside yourself. We talked a little bit about just what I'm going through right now. Like I'm starting my own business. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But like I'm starting my own business. And like last night, man, I low key like had a panic attack. Not like a panic attack where I'm breathing all hard, but like kind of like I got scared because like I really see my vision coming to light, and I really see all the goals that I want, and they're like right there. Like literally, I could touch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like that's scary to think like, okay, well, like what's next? Like yeah. now I got this. Like what's next? Like what's gonna get me up out of the bed in the morning? You gotta stay hungry. You gotta stay hungry. You gotta stay hungry. Cause there's always something else. Yeah. Once you realize there's something else, you gotta find fulfillment. Once you find fulfillment, you're gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love where you're going, and we're gonna go in deep on all that for those of you that are listening. But I want to go back and revisit your time at Lincoln. So now you're at Lincoln. You're like how old by the time you finish? I'm 17. I finished at 22. Four years. You know what I'm saying? 3-2 GPA. There you go. Criminal justice major. For the record. Took my LSAT. Got into law school. Didn't go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why not? My mother figure, who was married to my cousin, who I was super duper close with. Like, I'm a granny. Like, anybody who knows me, I'm a granny's mama's boy. Like... People will tell you, I barely talked to my cousin, like, who was blood with me. But, like, I shared a crazy bond with this woman from the projects at D.C. who, like, really raised me and took her under my wing. Took so many kids in Sacramento under her wing. So, shout out to Yvette Roulette. She passed away, and that kind of, like, just changed everything. That really shook me because up until that point, like, I didn't really believe, like, 
I don't know, man. I just didn't see people like people that I really am close to dying. That was the first time that somebody like I was like around who raised me died. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had friends that died. I had friends that, you know, different situations where I might knew them in passing. But like that's the first time who somebody who like knew who I was like from a young kid to a grown man at 22 died. And it just shook me. So like I kind of like was everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was kind of lost for like prior to I was like 25, man. I didn't really start getting back on track till I was 25. I was just like working. Was it a feeling of like abandonment? Like kind of similar? And again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know like, again, Pops wasn't around. Apparently didn't want much to do with you growing up. Your mom wasn't around. Well, he like- did. My cousin, he told me he didn't. You know what I mean? But my pop was trying to have a, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to him for trying, like, even like sticking with it. But like, I was told like, oh, now he doesn't want nothing to do with you. And oh, I like, oh, you want to go live with him? Like, like little, little, like little jabs, like little, you know, little mind games that you don't play with a kid. But my mother figure, my cousin's wife was actually the woman that actually let me see my pop sometimes. Like he would come out to my football games he would come out to my track meets and stuff like that. But like in that little bit of time, that was because she allowed it. She was like, yo, this is wrong. Like, and I found that out later too. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a feeling of abandonment. It was just a feeling of, I can't believe this has happened to me. And I didn't really have any support from my immediate family at that time to get through it. You know, cause my cousin, he was dealing with his own stuff. He just lost his wife. He was like, yo, I don't know what you're going to do, bro. But like, you got to figure it out. You know, that, that was kind of like his stance on the whole joint. So, but I was just kind of like out here just trying to figure it out. What does that mean, man, out here? Because I, I think a lot of people that are listening to this show, you know, just to sort of give you some background, they feel out here too, man. Like they don't really know their left from their right right now, you know, or what that next step should be. You know, some of them have been well supported in their upbringing and it's the first time that they're having to like go and actually make those calls as far as the next decision for their lives for themselves. Some maybe have a similar background where they are maybe still going through, I kind of call it the wilderness. Yeah. You know what I'm that, saying? That's so, a good, that's a good. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you know, what does that look like for you? And, you know, Take us through what you're experiencing to like your first breakthrough that gets you to start thinking a higher level of thoughts, if you will. I mean, well, there's two meanings. Like, we out here, that just yeah. means, like, pretty much when I say, man, I'm out here, it just means, like, you can catch me. Like, you can, I'm out here for everybody to see. Like, I'm naked, you can see me, we out here. But what I mean by, like, the wilderness out here, I mean, like, just living day to day, check to check. Um, one of my best friends, my brothers, uh, Taylor Davenport, I was actually sleeping on his couch. I was in uptown Philadelphia. If anybody knows Philadelphia, it's a West Oak Lane portion right into Germantown, living on this couch and like literally living check to check, day to day, no goals. No goals are like thinking of the future. I'm just like trying to get through the day. Survival mode. Yeah, trying to get through the day. Trying to get, oh, we made it to this day? Try to get the day. And not really any goals of the future. And then I think I got a job at Bank of America because I got my degree. Like it wasn't like education wasn't the problem. I got my degree and I was working at Bank of America. And I remember this day like it was yesterday. And I got stupid drunk. I got dumb drunk. I was sitting, I had nice furniture. Bank of America was paying really good. I was a credit analyst, things were, things were good, but I mean, obviously they weren't that good because I dreaded Mondays and I lived for the weekends. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, we on talk- the outside. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm drunk, I'm drunk off the Henny, I'm sitting on the wall and like, I'm just like, yo, I'm not happy. So I called my pop. This is like a crazy thing. I called my pop and I was like, yo, what can I do to like, not change my life, but like, what can I do to get out here with you? You know, get out here back to Colorado. 
this is like 2013, 2012, 2013. And he was like, well, you get your master's and you still got some track eligibility and you could run track for a year at Adams State in Alamosa, which is the southern border, the most southern place in Colorado. So probably around like three or four months later, I was on my way to Colorado trying to get my master's and running track at Adams State. So yeah, man, and that kind of changed everything. Okay. And then from, from that point, I kind of like everything just inclined, like for me in my life. So okay, yeah, okay. yeah, man, I feel it's you. It's crazy. <laughs> no, I totally feel you on that. You know, inner feeling, that battle of things looking good on the outside, but you know, you just feeling an empty yeah. shell of yourself on the inside. And it's so interesting too. Like you talk about how you went to school. You know, education wasn't an issue. You got the degree, so it's like. Where do we go wrong? You know, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I think it has something to do with like the linear pathway to success, again, in air quotes, that being in school puts us on versus how it really is in life, you know, where you have to be a little bit more aware and conscious of what you're thinking about, right. and, you know, sort of like the zigs and the zags that come your way. So talk about that misalignment, man. You did all the right things, it yeah, sounds like, yeah. but you found yourself in a situation where it still didn't really, you know, feel like a true fit? Well, I think, and I know a lot of people who can speak to this that live in the black community. Like, you're always told, like, stay in school, don't do drugs, stay in school, go to college, get a job, everything will work out. Get your master's, like, go get all these degrees, get all, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, if you, like, if you're in a black household, especially, like, in the inner city, I, I didn't grow up in the inner city, I grew up in Sacramento, that's not the inner city, but if you grew up in urban community, first thing they won't tell you is, like, yo, don't do drugs. Stay away <laughs> from drugs. Then, like, the second thing they're going to tell you is go to school. All right, bet you went to school, you got your diploma. All right, your next step is go to college. All right, you went to college. Okay, like, do you need any a master's? Do you need to go to law school? What do you need to do? All right, now get a job. You got a great job. Get your wife, have your 2.5 kids, and your life's going to be okay. And the crazy thing is, like, life isn't black and white like that. It's right. great. Right. And I know so many people, like my, one of my cousins, man, I grew up with, man, shout out to Kirkland, man. My cousin, like, used to make him go to school. And, like, knowing what I know now, I'm like, yo, school's not for everybody. Right. And so, like, it's, it really comes down to the, like, for me, it comes down to the fact of, like, nature versus nurture. If you have a mentor in your life, or even if you're your own mentor, you need to sit yourself down and be like, what do I enjoy doing? Mm. What fulfills me? Yes. And then it's amazing, these machines we have on a phone, hit Google and type in something. It'd be like, okay, like this is my career path for like, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, as far as like one size, like this notion of one size fits all, no, <laughs> like, yeah. no. If, if I could do it all over again, I probably wouldn't have went to school. <laughs> I think about that all the like, time too. But here's, here's what it gets deeper though. Most of the stuff we do, you don't really need a college education for it. I really think college education, for the, unless you're a doctor, architect, you know, those different... Those high-level Those high-level stuff. Yeah. yeah. If you work at Boeing, Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. you definitely need college. But I think for most of us, it's not something that's necessary. I would rather somebody wait until they know what they want to do, then go to college. Like, our brains ain't even fully formed at 17 and 18, and we're just, like, jumping into loans or jumping into school. And, like, most of you talk to most of these kids, man, you go to DU right up the street. They'll tell you, like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. My mom and dad pay for that. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. bro, if you don't know why you're here, why are you, why are you wasting this valuable time? Well, we don't think about it that way. Yeah. That's the sad thing, too, man. I mean, you know, and a lot of us are young, so we feel like time is on our side. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, like, there's an endless resource of it. 
Yeah, you wake up, you're 31. Yeah. <laughs> like me, you wake up, you're 31, man. All right, man. So, like, that's a good point, man. So, like, for, for people that are currently working the system, putting their head down, doing what is expected of them, per, per society's, like, rule book, if you right. will, you know, what would you say to them right now? Just to kind of be, again, a little bit more aware of how it really can be in the real world once they enter that space? Well, I would say, number one, if you believe in God, the universe, whatever you believe, you might not believe in anything, but the one thing I know that happens in everybody's life, there's lessons that happen over and over and over again until you get it. Mm-hmm. And there's moments of true clarity and true fulfillment. And once you mm. realize what really fulfills you, you got to chase that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And once you chase that, like the money's going to come. Like It might not be millions of dollars, but I mean, if I think fulfillment matters more. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Some of my best friends, man, make six figures, and they're not happy like that. You know what I mean? Right. So, or they don't have any time. They don't have any family time. So you just got to figure out what fulfills you. You know, like we talk all the time, like, man, having conversations with you, like, I can never have enough of that. Talk, like, playing dominoes with my grandma, I can never have enough of that. Having conversations with my, my brothers back in Philly or anybody, like, I can never have enough of that. That fulfills me. You know what I mean? Even, I'm a server. Even serving and helping people to a certain extent, that fulfills me. You know, mm-hmm. so once you figure out what you love, not to say that it's not going to be work, but you're not going to be dreading Monday and living for the weekend, you know what I mean? If you're doing something that you love every day, you got to chase. How do we get over the idea of what truly fulfills us being something that isn't sexy to popular culture? Like, for instance, you just talked about serving yeah. and how that fulfills you. I think that's so beautiful because I know what you're communicating, like, at a very fundamental level. Right. But I, I think some people are like, I didn't bust my ass to be a server. like, But maybe like deep down, they do enjoy yeah. that hustle and bustle, or they could see themselves enjoying random conversations with a stranger. But because society says that's not a noble profession, right. they tend to want to you know, deny themselves that area of fulfillment. So like, how can people like, make sense of that? Yeah. And, and honestly, like, accept you know, areas of fulfillment that you know, uh, society wouldn't necessarily agree with. And I think Day job, janitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we talked about, we talked about that, yeah. yeah. Well, I think number one, we talked about before, we got, you got to disconnect. That's number one, disconnect, because everything ain't for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like most of this is a highlight reel. Like I see these people in real life. It's not really like that, but that's number one. And number two, I would challenge anybody who says like, and people would have like shitted on me and shitted on me serving, like, yo, you're destined for greater. You know what I mean? Like you have more greatness than just being a server, but I would challenge somebody to look at their own life and say, okay, I'm destined for greatest, but do you love your job? You make more money than me for sure, but do you love your job? So now that, that's, that's messing with your mental health. Okay. Do you live for the weekend? Do you hate Mondays? These are great questions. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, guys and gals, homies and homets, like <laughs> we really got to get down to, like you said, the fundamental of happiness. Like you said a lot of people, and I know a lot of people do with social anxiety. They deal with a whole bunch of different mental health things, but a basic level, are you happy? What makes you happy? Because I guarantee you, the money will come. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not any happier now with me riding the bus or me driving in that 2016 Nissan Altima. I swear to God, I'm not any happier. It doesn't change me. It doesn't define me. 
If I was a janitor, I wouldn't be any happier if I was working for a Fortune 500 company, you know what I mean? If that didn't fulfill me, you know what I mean? So it's cool to have the money, but money literally doesn't buy you happiness. And I've had a lot of money before. You know, I Forex trade, I do cryptos. I got in Litecoin early and made a bag. Yeah, you know what I mean? A bag, ladies like, and like a bag bag, you know what I mean? I, I, you could ask anybody. I could show you my Coinbase, but that didn't really make me happy. I blew it. <laughs> yeah, I ran through it. Yeah, ran through it like Michael Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So, you know, no, man, I completely agree with you, man. I mean, I just think that there's just such like a mental block there that people are, are afraid to like push past, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because they're playing a game for others. What are others going to think? You know, this, this comparison era can be very, very toxic. So yeah. this is something that I want to open up more of an authentic conversation around that hopefully people continue to hear and hopefully find some sort of courage, right? Yeah. To just take a hold of that thing and say, this is me. I'm embracing it. You know, and going deeper on that, maybe that mental fog or that confusion will start to dissipate a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So now we're at Adams State, finished there. Well, well I didn't okay. finish, y'all. Okay. I'm actually going back for, we talked about this, I'm going back for my spring. And I need to send off that the email today, but I have one more, I have like a few more classes and I have my MBA. Okay. So I actually talked to the dean and I'm going to get that done today. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so. That's awesome. But I guess where I'm going and what I'm curious about is you're back in Colorado. You know, when is it that you start to make the intentional change towards some of the things that you're currently working on? You know, and I want you to like talk about what that intentional change looked like. Right. And the action steps that you've been taking to move yourself towards some of these goals that we always talk about. Yeah. Like kind of going on that. I think number one, like I was away from. So I was in Philadelphia from 17 to like 23, 24. And even when I was at Adam State, I was going back and forth. Like I wasn't like staying out there. I think at one point I was like, I'm not going back to Philly. Like, I'm not gonna do this. So I was staying in Alamosa and I kind of got by myself. And coming from a place of like wanting to be loved and like seeking like acceptance, it was like, okay, well, there's really nobody to upset me out here. Like it's just really me by myself. So I got with my own thoughts and I was like, okay, like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what, you know, this is what it is. This is what it's not like. I, I kind of got in a quiet place in a small town where like other people were just didn't really care about me. I didn't really know anybody out there. And I had like friends out there and I got great friends now, but at that time I didn't really know nobody. So it was really like on me to kind of just figure out like, okay, what does Trey like? What does Trey don't like? Because for so long I was doing what like other people wanted me to do like. I didn't even know I like certain things, you know what I mean? So I think that's like number one. That isolation. Yeah, it's isolations. I disconnect. A lot of people have a tough time with that. Yeah. I mean, you do at first, but like the human body is amazing. Like it adapts. Like we, we talk about it all the time, man. If you cut out literally today, if I cut out carbs, sugars, and did some push-ups, I would get diesel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hard. Hard, right. Like the human body adapts. Like it's going to adapt no matter what. So, I mean, I think that, and I think I just had like a moment of clarity. I think, you know, I was blessed with like just literally a, like electric shock. Like, oh, mm. like, oh, the lights is on. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting how you actually describe that, man. I think that's like, oh, that's so powerful. That's a powerful image in my mind right now. I feel like that's something that like a lot of people are like reaching their arms yeah. up for. But it's almost like when you're a kid, right? And you're, you're, you're uh, swinging at the, at the pinata. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're blindfold and they spin you around and you're just whiffing and whiffing. You're just searching for that damn pinata. Yeah. And finally you make contact. And it just allows you to go like beast mode right right but like you have to be willing to like stay in the game and to like 
find that that clarity to, to continue to make contact on that spot of the, of the pinata. Talk about how people can stay resilient in that process leading up to clarity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that can be uncomfortable. And I hear you talking about the human body being able to adapt, but yeah. how do we, like, tame our bodies? Because our bodies can work for us or they can work against, against us. us. Yeah, and, yeah, And I yeah. love what you were saying the other day about, like, you know... Oh, yeah, like, your, your little... Yeah, your little shoulder like, voices. Talk about that, man, because I, I think you actually have a really good pulse yeah. on both sides of you that a lot yeah. of people don't have yet. Well, number one, you got to be aware. Like, I think, number one, like, you got to realize, like, your overall awareness. Like, if you don't really know yourself or aware of yourself, then we got to have another conversation. And that's probably, like, even longer conversation for another time. But once you're aware of you, then, number two, get good people around you who support you and are going to love you no matter what. Can I, like, it's going to be tough to, like, reach your goals with, like, toxic people in your life. That's number one. Number two... At a certain point, and I still struggle with this today. Like, I, like guys, I'm not a robot. Like, you kind of got to, like, not care what people think because everybody's going to give you their opinions and everybody's going to give you their expectations of you. But at the end of the day, it, that can't really phase you. Like, every day I've got so many people that come to me that, oh, well, I expect more out of you. I expect you to be doing this. And I expect you to be doing that. Like, you got to take those expectations and be like, I can't please everybody. I got to please myself because I wake up as Trey. I go to bed as Trey. And God forbid if something happened to me today, I'm going to go out by myself. You know what I mean? So you can't really care, like, what people think. And then number four, like, you got to find that fulfillment. And we talked about it a little bit, not like happiness is fleeting, right? And then you were saying joy is long term. So you need to find joy in your day to day. And like, even that's not for everybody because I'm thinking to myself, like I'm telling people like, yo, quit your job, like be, be happy. But like, yo, if you got kids and a wife, like that's not really an option for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got to maneuver a different way. And I can't really even speak to that. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. But like me and you, we're bachelors. You know what I mean? Like if you are unhappy, it's really on you to really be aware of yourself and find fulfillment, find joy. Even in the little things, man, it's all about the little things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, like, what does fulfillment look like for you now? Fulfillment looks like for me on a very basic level is really just being healthy. And when I be mean healthy, mental health, I'm seeing a therapist now. She's amazing. Um, mental health is so key. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, I, talk I, about that. Talk, like, talk, I, I'm, talk, doing, yeah. I'm doing a therapy thing, too, man. I think, you know, at the start of this year, I just came in with a higher level of awareness, self-awareness with regards to some things that I just never really addressed in my past. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's funny, like you set up these like little temporary shelters within yourself, you know, to like suppress that stuff. But like it's energy and energy always needs a place to go. You know what I'm saying? And, and energy can also like starve you of a higher level of energy. You know what I mean? So I think something within me was just like, let's take some action here and go talk to somebody. Like, let's give this stuff a place to go. You know, instead of it mastering me, I'm mastering it. I kind of think of it as like being like a whack-a-mole game at, at, at like carnivals where like the little thing pops up out of yeah. nowhere and all of a sudden you're acting erratic or you don't know why you're having a bad mood and so yeah. you just like try to hit it, but then it comes up somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like this never-ending thing and like that's mentally exhausting. Oh, yeah. So now, now going to a therapist has really allowed me like a proactive outlet that mm -hmm. I consciously chose to put this stuff somewhere. And this has been so freeing, man. I mean, I'm curious to hear your experience with it. So, for, and that's dope. Like, that's dope. And I think that's super, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just say, number one, like, it's a blessing that two black brothers is talking about mental health, number one. And number two, Amen. it's a, yeah, it's a blessing that we could talk about that. And number two, 
I don't care who you are, man. You went through some trauma. Like, you have some trauma. I don't care if you grew up with two parents in a household and everything was peaches and cream and roses and everything. Like, you went through some trauma. And then number three, like, it's a blessing. I could pay for therapy. Like, yeah. let's talk about that. Like, it's a blessing. Every two weeks or every week, I can go to a therapist, sit down, and do that. But going back to what you were saying, it's the why. Everything that I'm learning in therapy is like the why. Like, Trey, this is why this is happening. Like, you see why this is coming over and over again? Because you haven't addressed this situation. So I know a lot of people and a lot of people I work with, like, bad things is always happening to them. And you're like, yo, like, they, they, like I'm about to stay away from that, that person. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of drama. But, yeah. like, but, but for real, like, we really need to, like, that, that person needs to sit down and say, okay, like, there's a why, like, this is why this is happening. Right. You're not setting boundaries or you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And I feel like a lot of people can really, like, be like, oh, wow, like, that's that lesson that keeps, that's why this keeps happening. And, like, I don't really want to talk about it on the podcast, but with the relationship that, you know, that I have, whatever it is, you know, the relationship that I have right now, like, my therapist has even helped me, like, oh, this is why you're choosing these type of girls. Right. Like, this is why it's not working. This is why every time you pick this girl, you always end up unhappy. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of power in mental health. And there's also a lot of power in physical health. You know, getting in the gym, being healthy. It's funny how you look at celebrities or you look at, look at Gucci, man. Like, everybody, like, I remember Gucci from back in the day, big goo-wop. Like, and now he's all fit and trim. And everybody's like, oh, you're amazing. You're this amazing guy. Ah, ah, ah. And you know what I mean? It's kind of funny because it's like, oh, wow. Like, he addressed his mental health. He addressed his physical health. Now he can go on and go forth. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I'm a big proponent on mental health and physical health and spiritual health, too. Like, I think it's important that you sit down and figure out, like, what's going on? Is this bigger than me? Mm-hmm. It's not just about me. It's bigger than me. Because like, I love when I, I get on the bus before I put my headphones on. I'll just be like, everybody, like, okay, like, we all, we all riding the bus. Like, we all got places we going. Like, it's not just about me. So... Mm-hmm. It's, that's just good for your spirit, too, to know that, like, we all, like, really in it together. And, yeah. Like, there's, like, a lot of mean people, a lot of bad people, but for the most part, like, we all just trying to, like, we all want the same things. Like, we all want to be fulfillment. happy. Fulfillment. Yeah, fulfillment. Sense we all want to be... Facts. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. That's all we want, you know? So... I love it, man. It's, do- it's dope to, like, see other people, like, okay, like, I was kind of having a rough day today, but, like, we out here, you know what I'm saying? Neighborhood trade. We out here. We all, you know, we all getting it together, so... Yeah, man. You know. Dude, I love that you touched on all that, bro. Yeah. It, again, it, it just it all brings a greater sense of clarity. Yeah. The why. Because mm-hmm. you got the what, you got the who, who is happening to me. What? Is all this drama in my life? Or oh, I can't I can't keep a relationship. But so it's like, okay, like where? It's happening in rural Colorado. Yeah. It's like, but why? So like once you realize why it is happening, you can go and be like, okay, like let's fix this. If I go to the doctor today and the doctor's like, Trey, you got high cholesterol, brother. What's going on? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I know. Well, you got high cholesterol because you eat Chick-fil-A every day. <laughs> it's like, that's why that's happening. So I can make the conscious choice of, okay, like, I need to stop eating Chick-fil-A every day. Start eating chicken breast, salmon, rice, drink lots of water. I'm going to be all right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cut that stuff down. Oatmeal. Yeah. Juice. Yeah. Dr. Sebi, seafood. Seamoss, <laughs> <laughs> bladder rack, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, for me, that's where I really find... My fulfillment right now, my fulfillment is taking care of Trey. Because I think, and we talked about this at breakfast, like, if you have this cup, yeah, he's like, and you keep pouring into other people, 
but your cup's not full. Wouldn't it be better if your cup was all the way full and it's running over, kind of like those little champagne jars you see at the weddings, and like the champagne's just running down and touching, trickling down to all the cups? You can't save nobody till you save yourself. So number one, make sure your cup's full, take care of yourself. And then by taking care of yourself, you can take care of other people. That's hands down. That's number one. Like, that's what I would say to anybody. And I think for me, for a long time, I was pouring out my cup, but my cup wasn't even full. So, like, now, like, I'm focusing on filling my cup. Once my cup's full, it's going to run over. And once it runs over, I can help out my brothers. I can take care of my grandma the way I want to. I can do things, you know, just do different things for my friends that I want to do. And, you know, I love it. You know what I mean? Like, but I I think, like, the big thing for me that I'm realizing, is like save yourself, secure your oxygen mask first, mm-hmm. and then go and help everybody around you. You know what I, I mean? Love it, man. Dude, well said. And I love the analogy of the cup thing. I think we kind of need to talk at that level for people to really like have it hit home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to know. So you're in the, you're heavy in the forex trading, you know, and I, I could talk to you forever yeah. about the mental health stuff and all yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. out of interest of your time, I do want to pivot. Why forex and what is that going to allow you to do? So I didn't even really choose Forex. Forex chose me. I made that big lick. What is Forex? Forex is foreign exchange trading. Okay. If you've been overseas, guys, if you've went to London and you've traded British pound for dollars, you've already done Forex trading. And there's different pairs. I'm not going to get into the monotony of it because I'll get it wrong and I'll be talking too fast. But pretty much what it is, is you're trading currencies for dollars. I'll give you a great example. Yesterday, gold was at 1490. I think this morning it's at 1502. So what I did was I bought gold and by buying gold, I sold the US dollar. And you know, we might have to do another podcast, but yeah, 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 yeah. just keep it high level. But yeah, pretty much it's the stock market. So the stock market gives, I think they give like three billion a day. Foreign exchange is like three trillion. Okay. So it's a higher level of the stock market. But you can trade the US 30, the SP 500, gold, oil, commodities. I think awesome. your futures, you can do futures on that. So yeah. pr- pretty yeah. much what it is is the stock market. But okay. this is kind of dope, man. This is a cool story. I think this is like the third time I'm saying this story. But made that big lick from Litecoin. It's like 2016, 2017. Years is running together. But I had just quit my job at Comcast. Okay. And I like swear it. I was like, bro, like this corporate thing, like it's not for me. I was in the basement of one of my homies and I wasn't like depressed, but I was like looking for what's next. And it's kind of funny because my man, we still, he's still my homie. I can't wait for you to meet, but his name's Kadeem Garnett. Big shout out to him. I met that guy on Instagram. He, he's really out here teaching the people about Forex and he's just a dope dude, man. We talk all the time, but I reached out to him and he put me in the game of Forex. Mm-hmm. And from that point, like I was in this rabbit hole. And then from that rabbit hole, I met other people that were into Forex. From that point, man, I was like heavy in the game. And in December for my birthday, I'm launching my company, my LLC. What's you that going to be called? It's going to be Trade. Trade. T-R-E-Y-D. I'm Trade. It's Trade. Look you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, look out for that. Can um, you buy the domain? I haven't. I need to. That sounds exciting. Yeah, I, like that. I need to buy. I, I just I love to play on the words. And you know what's crazy? I'm probably going to get a lawyer to do all that. Like, I'm going to sit down with a lawyer. Like, I'm really going to sign the deal. Even because I know you can do it cheaper online. But neither here nor there. But I'm going to get the domain. I'm working with the artists right now for the business cards. And it's just going to be dope, man. But Forex really taught me, like, okay, like, I can use this as a vehicle to really get other things done. Mm-hmm. So. And what are some of those other things? I know you got, like, a lot on your radar. You know, if you don't mind just briefly touching on that. Because... I just love like the clear vision. Yeah. Okay. Bet. Yeah. Bet. Bet. That, that, that you really seem to sort of like 
be like intentionally chasing after. So it'd be cooler. So this is the goal. I'm going to go step by step for you. The goal sure. is launch the company trade, make some good money. I, I mean, I, I want to make, I don't, I don't even want to say what I'm going to make. I'm, I'm just going to like shoot for the stars and see what happens. But from that point, me and my um, cousin, Antonio, yeah. who I, who his mother, my godmother, we want to get a coin laundry shop. And we actually, we found a place for it. It's actually Mississippi and Nevada. Okay. We want to get a coin laundry shop. And then from that point, kind of like what Nipsey Hussle did to a certain extent, kind of buy up the block and, you know, put just different things that we, like, I think the community needs that I think would be good for the community. I don't know. We, we'll find out, like, what the community really needs. I'm out there. But I just want to really pump a lot of growth economically, but also, like, long-term stuff, you know, to that community, like, a lot of people don't realize this, but it's the first time in history that it's not the fact. Like, I hate when I hear, like, CNN or, like, Fox News and they'll be like, oh, like, there's no jobs. Like, no, like, we can't fill these jobs. Right now, you could go to a coding boot camp and be making six figures after six months. Like, I know people who've done it. I live right around the Overland area, Overland, Gateway, Hinkley, Aurora Central. That's, like, my hood. You know, Prairie, Middle School, Village East. That's, like, my area. And, like, a lot of these kids, like, Number one, like me personally, I feel like we can do stuff in that community. Mm-hmm. Like that community, like we could really do stuff in that community. Number two, like I, w- I just want to put on from where I'm from. Like I think we could do some coding different stuff. We can do like, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of stuff going on. Like as far as with Forex, as far as with cryptos, as far as with coding technology that like we're missing out on. Minorities especially are just missing out on. Like I think like as a minority growing up, like you were just like, oh, I'll be a cop. I'll be a doctor. And like there's so much more than that. Like. I didn't really grow up anybody who did Forex, but like I know kids now that's like, oh yeah, my dad did Forex. I always knew about Forex. Or like, yeah, you, you know, had, you different, never had that example. Yeah, like there's all these possibilities that we don't even know about. And I just want to like address that. I love that. And address mental health too. Mm-hmm. So like we got to figure that out. And also like being healthy. Like I'm not saying that veganism is the way, but I think there's something to it. Like less meat, less processed foods, less refined sugar. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, so that's that's like really the clear vision. And like, yo, low key, I want to run for a rural mayor. Like by the time I'm 40, I'm going to, yo, straight down to 2028, a mayor. You know what I mean? That'll be but, here before we know it. Yeah. Man, 32 is here. Which is why it's very important to be putting in all of the initial sweat equity right now. So briefly, and we're coming up on time, briefly talk about how important it is for people to use their free time to move towards big goals. You're talking about Mayor yeah. of Aurora in 2028. It's so easy to be like, oh man, that's like an eight and a half years from now. I'll figure it out. Or one day, like I'll wake up, you know, when I get a little older, a little wiser, and right. it'll just sort of happen. Talk about what you're doing in your free time, or not necessarily what you're doing, but how important it is to be thinking about the small little day-to-day actions in your spare time so that you can create that reality for yourself in eight years. In our conversations, every time we talk, it always comes up. Intent, mm-hmm. Intentional. Be intentional with your day. You know what I mean? So like, I try to wake up at 6 every morning, 5.36. I always say my prayers. That's just who I am. It is what it is. And from that, you know, like go forth with my day, whether that's the gym, whether that's get on the Forex market. But if you structure your day to day and like you're really conscious of your time, you'll be all right. Even put in time for Netflix, you know what I mean? But like it's really important that like you're intentional with every action. Like, And I know that's tough to do sometimes because this world moves so fast now that before you know it, you will blink and it'll be 12 o'clock. I'm like, damn, well, well damn, I yeah. might as well, we'll try again tomorrow, God damn it. Right, You know right. what I mean? But like me right now, like I'm like super duper intentional with my days to the point where like, I'm gonna leave you, I'm gonna hop on this bus. 
I'm going to go to the USC game like we talked about. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to be writing notes like, okay, like this is what I need to do tomorrow. And like just kind of planning yeah. your day. And I know that sounds super corny and cliche, but like, trust me, if you plan out your day, like you feel like it's super dope to like get, go to bed and look at you from like, oh, I did all these things today. Yeah. I knocked off all these things today and I still got to watch Shameless. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Shots so like, Chicago, <laughs> <shout> <laughs> right. I wonder when that's coming back. I, I like Shameless. Uh, getting off topic, but yeah. yeah, man, I love that you brought that up because you know you'd be surprised as to like the amount of time that's also wasted when you come into a day not having like planned or not having coming with some sort of intent, and now you're just like in this like warp where it's yeah. like, what should I be doing right now? You know what I yeah. mean? So like that right there, just having some clear objectives also takes out that like conundrum. Drake has the best line ever, man. It's and he says, "Seasons pass like I've been binge watching." Oh wow! That's like that. That line always like resonated with me, and like that's what really happens. Like, because if you think about it, when you watch a Netflix show or any type of show that you're binge watching, and like you watch it like just straight through, do you really remember the names like that? Do you really remember what's happening? It's running straight through your system. You know what I mean? But like that week to week, like if you watch one episode, that's why HBO is so great because you can only watch it like one episode, then you got to wait a week. You get to fully digest. You get to fully digest uh, what's going on. That's so good, man. That's so you good. You know what I mean? That's so much like part of this like, Instant gratification culture that we live in. I know people that will like literally like be like, okay, like Shameless is out, Power is out. Like I'm just not going to watch right now so that I can literally just binge everything. Like they just... One and one, one and it's one, like, yeah. no, you got to tame yourself. Like, that suspense is so key. Sometimes not knowing is so beautiful. There's beauty in the process. There's so much beauty, beauty in the process. In the process. Dude, I could talk to you forever, man. We'll probably have you back on at some point. We're wrapping up, and I want to ask you this one question before we get into our random round. Five quick questions. Let's kind of have some fun with you. Um, one of the things that I'm so curious about, because I have to deal with this all the time, I'm sure maybe you do, is how do you consciously make the decision to do the hard thing? Right, mm -hmm. knowing that the hard thing is what puts you a little closer towards your potential and your purpose and your fulfillment, and actually say no to doing the easy thing, whatever that looks like. So, like, how do you choose the hard thing over the easy thing? Like, in one specific like time of you know your day, or like in one specific space, making that conscious decision. I really know what the easy thing looks like. Like, I've slept on couches. And, you know, when I was in Alamosa, I was working at Chili's. And, like, to a certain extent, when I was out there, I was, like, a little lost. I would say a year or two, I was lost. But I know what it looks like to sleep in until 12. Yeah. And then wake up, and I got to be at work at 2. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I stay out late, drink, do whatever I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Meet a girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, sleep again until 2. And then I realize, like, there's no reward in this. There's no value in this. But now I'm waking up at 6 every morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting my workout in. I'm looking a little better. Trey finna be bae. You know what I mean? Bae for a day. Right. Trey finna be bae. Hashtag that. But anyways, I think I already know what the easy thing looks like. So it's like, that didn't work. So we might as well try the hard thing. Oh, man. That's good. And you know good. what's crazy? The hard thing's only hard for a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know this, when you go to the gym, that 225 was kind of tough for a minute. Yeah. But you wait a month, it's like, oh, man, this is light work. Yeah. This is light, man. Put another plate on here. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. And I think everybody, like, at our age, I'm 31, I think you're 27. 28. 28, like, from your mid to late 20s to your early 30s, like, at this point, guys, like, we know what the easy thing is. We've done the easy thing, <laughs> right. and, like, you're not listening to this podcast if everything's going great. You know what I mean? Like, well, you, maybe you are. Maybe you are, and this maybe reaffirms, but, like, you know what the easy thing is, and, like, that didn't, that didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like... I've done the easy thing. I went to school. You know what I'm saying? I got a job. I, I worked at Comcast. I worked at Bank of America. 
You know what I mean? Like, I had real jobs, and, like, that didn't work for me. So it's time to do the hard thing. It's time to put in work. You know what I mean? Trey, 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 man. Thank you so much, brother, for just being alive, man. And when I say being alive, I mean, like, being really alive. I mean, yeah, a lot of us that are out here are alive, but are we really? And you embody what it means to be alive. Like I said, that radiant energy. Yeah. I'm not perfect though. Like guys, like of I'm not perfect. Not. You know what I mean? But I'm aware and I'm conscious and like I know why. Like, and that's what it's about, yeah. man. Like this is not me trying to put you on a pedestal for being none of us is perfect. It never looks perfect. Why would we even want it to be perfect? And I think you are just a great example of being okay with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and again, it, it comes back to some self-love. It comes back to just your ability to just accept who you are knowing that you're putting out your best foot every single day. Like, that's where that acceptance comes from. You know, all those of you that may be listening that don't feel like you know how to, like, accept who you are or love who you are. And I'll tell you, like, I'll tell you on my flaws. Like, I love it when people, like, oh, what's your flaws? Like, you know, when you're getting, like, what's your flaws? It's like, yo, like, I'll, I'll, like, strip myself naked. Like, I'll be like, yo, like, this is what I got. Like, but that's me, like. The things that I can change, that I have power to change, I'm going to change. But the, the things that are me, like, that's just who Trey is. And if you don't love Trey, like, I got people who, for real, love me. And yeah. that I love, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to mess with those people. Like, not every, like we said earlier, not everything's for everybody. Right. Well, well said, man. How can people continue to follow your journey, man? Like, where do you hang out online? Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram, like, super duper much, but I'm at man of the year. So it's man, M-A-N-T-H-A underscore Y-R. Okay. Yeah. And I'll have a link in the show notes. Yeah, like, in it, like... Honestly, like, for real, for real, if my big thing for anybody right now is, like, I'm trying to teach people Forex or teach them the power of Forex. Like, okay. The, what's great about Forex right now, guys, is it's actually kind of an emerging market. Like, more people are finding out about it. You found out about it. Um, and number two, if you don't want to trade, that's okay. Like, I can steer you to people who can trade for you. Sure. Like, I've got, like, I, between me and you, like, I've got people who trade for me, who t- send me trade signals. Like, I'm not everywhere the end all be all i'm still sure. learning you know what i mean i got right. a mentor that's what's up man so that, that's a call to action anybody that's interested in learning the forex check him out a man of the year yeah and i'll sign in the dms yeah and very soon we'll see trade.com or we're gonna see trade.com number one we're gonna have the business cards we're gonna have the llc and um let's just do work man awesome. let's let's just do work i love it man all right brother five quick uh, questions i call it the free time five just to have some fun with you man okay. So what's your favorite activity to do in your free time? Favorite leisure activity? Favorite leisure activity. Ooh, prop, yo, low-key, I love to have conversations. Like, I'll go to a bar and, like, talk to random people. Like, yeah. I'm a weirdo like that. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> That's, up. like, literally my favorite thing to do. That's what's up, man. Uh, what's one choice that you had to make today, big or small, but is a conscious choice you had to make that you know puts you that much closer to your fulfillment? Um, probably waking up and making it in my bed. That's my first task of the day. And you know I was running late over here. I was like, Ugh, yeah. just make the bed up. Make awesome. the bed up and wake up. One yeah. simple thing. And that's, that's honestly a victory. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I love this question. I ask this of every guest that comes on the show. So imagine potential was like an actual destination on a map. Like you yeah. could go there. What would be more fun to you, Trey? Would it be like the drive or the journey there? Or would it just be arriving there in and of itself? Um. So... It depends who's with me. If I'm driving there and there's people with me, then the drive. But if I'm arriving to the people, because I'm, it's really, it's about me, but it's really about the people who I love and care about. Like, so that's, I will probably say right now to drive, man. I'm really enjoying the drive, but the the arrival is kind of scaring me. And we talked about that. That's for another time. But like arriving there is kind of scaring me right now. So I need to get back in therapy and talk, like kind (sighs) of talk that out. You know what I mean? That's real, man. That's real. 
And then uh, what's, what's like your favorite empowering quote that you'd like to leave with the audience today? Good isn't good enough when greatness is in your grasp. Mm. Good is not good enough when greatness is in your grasp. And literally every single person has a talent. I don't care who you are and say, I don't have any talents. Like you have a talent, whether it's spoken word, whether it's art, whether it's athletic, you have a talent. And being good at that isn't good enough because there's greatness in your grasp. And I know that sounds corny, but like, I was super duper good at track, but I had no idea how good I was at influencing people and like, you know, giving energy to people until just probably the last three years. But like, it's not good enough. So good isn't good enough when greatness is in your grasp. I love it, man. I love that. And then last but not least, you know, I'm really big on the power of visualization and how, you know, what you think about and catching what you're thinking about can really start to nudge you towards um, actually bringing to life. What, what you hope to actually manifest. Right. So, you know, I'm curious to know where you're going to be in the next six to nine months. You know, you can go ahead and lay that prophecy down today. I'm still going to be in Aurora. I'm, I'm still going to be, you know, taking care of my granny, who I love so much. I hope she's doing good right now. She wants me to mop the floor when I get home. Um, but I'm still going to be doing that. But I think just my day-to-day is going to be different. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be trading. Um, hopefully, by that time... I'll be inspiring people and sending people the right way. But I think really nothing changes for me. I think it's just I get more zen inside. So I think just inside everything changes. But, like, I'm, I'm really happy where I'm at, man. Like, I don't think I, – I think I'm in the same place. We still doing the same things. And we just – people know me more. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Awesome. And not really me, but just are aware of what's going on in Aurora, man. We got a lot of dope things going on over there. So Cool. Trey yeah. Johnson, man. Man, I appreciate you. Absolutely, Appreciate brother. you. Thank you, man, for coming out. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com chat. That's Carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot slash chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me, and I can't wait to see you there.